everybody, and welcome back to Let Me Fill You In. This is the midweek show of Phil at the Movies, and as always, I'm grateful for you for tuning in each week and hearing what I have to say about movies and cinema. Just one new film to recommend for you this week from, honestly, one of the one of the most visionary directors working today. Uh, of course, I'm referring to Wes Anderson, and the film I'm going to recommend for you is Asteroid City. Highly, highly recommend this film, and I'll get into it in just a moment. But first off, a little bit of news. If you are following any of the latest superhero developments, specifically James Gunn's forthcoming Superman Legacy, which is still scheduled to release in 2025, we now have a new Superman and a new Lois Lane. New Superman and Lois Lane, David Cornsweet and Rachel Brosnahan. Both have appeared in a number of high-profile projects in recent years. Um, Brosnan coming off of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel and David Cornsweet from New uh, Hollywood and most recently Pearl. So this is exciting. A new uh, Superman movie on the horizon. Now things are starting to feel a little more real, I guess is the way to say it, given that we have a casting for Superman and Lois. And now we just have to wait and see, have to see... Uh, certainly will be more casting announcements in the weeks and months ahead and filming I think is expected to begin in early 2024 but again we'll uh, we'll just wait and see what happens uh, I'll be providing any uh, kind of major updates uh, as they pop up but if this is your cup of tea and you want to hear more about Batman and Superman I would encourage you to follow the show DC Unlimited Pod that I co-host with my two friends Chris Evans and Anthony Caruso. We'll be reacting to this news along with all the other DC-related projects that are coming down the pipeline in uh, the next few years. But uh, I'll leave all that in the show notes for you as well. And finally, before I give you my movie review uh, or movie recommendation for the week, just a special comment on movie budgets because a lot has been made in recent weeks about the exaggerated and frankly bloated size of some movie budgets, specifically films like The Flash and Indiana Jones and The Dial of Destiny have had budgets over $200 million, specifically Indiana Jones had a budget of around $300 million and that's before advertising and marketing and on the one hand, yes, special effects are, are expensive and certainly there are COVID procedures that had to be put in place for a lot of these movies. But at the end of it, I'm sorry, there's no reason for all of these movies to be budgeted at two, three hundred million dollars. Let's get movie budgets back under control. I think sometimes a restricted budget or a limited budget actually could be better for creative chemistry. A limited budget or a restricted budget ends up forcing writers and directors to be more creative with how they tell the story instead of just, oh, well, let's just shoot for the moon and go beyond it. And on the other hand, these larger movie budgets end up having a, a trickle-down effect to theaters and ticket prices and overall audience reactions. If every movie has a budget of $200 million or more, well, there's nothing special about these films anymore. They just become another movie. So I'm hoping that this is a wake-up call for, for Hollywood, and maybe in, in the next few years we'll start getting back to, to movies that are kind of within that $100 million range or less. And just to, to put a pin on it, I think the best way to say it, a large movie budget does not make 
a great movie sometimes, but not all the time. All right, and now on to the movie recommendation for the week. And as I alluded to at the start, the film is Asteroid City. Now, this is a Wes Anderson film, and he is certainly not everyone's cup of tea, (laughs) so to speak. He is probably one of the most quirky directors, and quirky in a good way, but his style is out of the box. He, He always has... A, a production value that is both retro and fut- oddly futuristic at the same time. And his characters are these three-dimensional creations that have, frankly, the funniest and, and just outright deadpan delivery of dialogue. And it always makes for a memorable experience. And I haven't enjoyed all of his films, but I, I have to say I've always had at least a good time when watching them. This one, I have to say is easily my favorite film that he has done. And right now I would put it, you know, if I was to formulate a top ten list for the year, this is another film that I would put on it. First off, the cast is phenomenal. We've got Jason Schwartzman, Scarlett Johansson, Tom Hanks, Adrian Brody, Edward Norton, um, Tilda Swinton. I mean, just incredible, incredible cast. And everybody plays such a unique and, and frankly, memorable character that, again, it's it's Wes Anderson, so you're going to get quirky and, and funny and at the same time serious characters. It's a, really an interesting composite, if you will, almost a, 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 a hodgepodge of, of personalities and, and character types. But the, the plot of the film is a, it's, it's sort of a, it's a movie about a play. And so it, it tells the story of a fictional playwright and this production of his play. And so the movie is, you know, telling the story of the production with uh, inter- intermittent uh, cuts uh, to the real-life situation. Uh, when you have uh, Brian Cranston, who plays the, the announcer or, or the host, kind of almost like a, a Rod Sterling from The Twilight Zone. Now, the actual meat of this production, the, 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 the bones of the story, if you will, it's about this group of people who become trapped in an, uh, a town in Arizona called Asteroid City, and they are subjected to a quarantine following an encounter with a UFO and alien. And it's it's just such an oddball and, and kind of a almost a callback to a lot of the great screwball comedies of the 30s and the 40s, uh, set in the 1950s, and so it has that sort of retro look and again if you've seen any of Anderson's films his style is 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 second to none it really is uh, this imaginative out of the box almost like a a, a, a quirky uh, Andy Warhol painting come to life I know I've said the word quirky a lot but I I, I mean it in, in the best possible way and that's the thing with an Anderson film his style is what drives both the narrative and the overall production. His style and his situations are, are all his own, and, and each film has a, a similar beat. So if you, uh, if you haven't been a fan of his other works, this one may not work for you. But uh, for me, I, I thought this was, was magical. It's, it's inventive, it's quirky, but there's, there's such a sophistication to the story that I think that's ultimately what, what drew me into it, because... There's sort of a commentary on grief and trauma, and when the when sort of the the 
film story or the movie story stops and it cuts back into the you know quote unquote real life drama of the production of the play one of the actors talks to the to the playwright um, and is saying to him I don't understand this play you know I don't understand what it's all about and the response is you don't have to just keep telling the story and ultimately I think that is the the point of this movie that is the the meaning of this movie is that life itself doesn't always have a meaning it doesn't always have an understanding you just have to keep on you have to keep on living you have to keep on going the story never ends if you will but i don't know th- this was forgive me but it was a fucking delight an absolute fucking delight and i i recommend this film i, I will say it i will recommend this film even if you are not a fan of Anderson's work. And the reason I would say that is because the story itself is so is so deep and introspective. And the characters, while zany and, and quirky and, and Wes Anderson types, they, they, they come to life and there's some real depth of, and, and meaning behind the dialogue and the situation. So it, it's definitely one that I would recommend... Uh, and I think if you were maybe haven't seen any of Anderson's films, this would be a good film to maybe start out on because in addition to the incredible cast and and certainly the production value, I mean, this is a, a beautiful film just to, to look at. I mean, it feels like you're watching something in a way from the early 1950s. It's a very retro vibe just in the aesthetic and, and even the color palette. But putting all that aside, the, the story and the characters... Are, are real and, and are grounded. And that, to me, at, at the core, is what makes a great story and ultimately what makes a great movie. So two thumbs up for me on this one. Really was surprised at how much I enjoyed it. And as I said already, it's one of my favorite films of the year. And lastly, this is the cinematic quote of the week to close out today's show. And this comes from another artistic director with his own unique style and vision. This, of course, Tim Burton. And... This actually closes out and ties in perfectly with Friday's show because I'm going to be doing another uh, kind of change of pace episode where I'm going to be sharing with you and breaking down some of my favorite directors and their favorite, uh, some of my favorite films from these directors. So I thought perfect way to uh, to tee up Friday's show with for Phil at the movies with a quote from Tim Burton. So this one really spoke to me and he said visions are worth fighting for why spend your life making someone else's dreams and that can be applied to anything filmmaking day-to-day life you have to be your own person you have to be your own creation you have to create your own uh, destiny your own art if you will uh, don't ever be an imitation don't ever follow you can certainly take uh, inspiration if you will but don't don't do a copy and paste. Be an original. There, there's too much copy and pasting in today's world, and it, life is much too short for uh, pale imitation. So be your own unique person and let your voice and vision be known and shared throughout the world. All right, everybody, that'll do it for today. As always, you can catch me on Fridays for another episode of Phil at the Movies. Otherwise, I'll be back here next week. Thanks for tuning in.